to Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of August 14, 2016. The following two items are from the Kentucky Talking Book Library newsletter, which arrived in our email this week. Kudos to our volunteers. KTBL's wonderful volunteers make it possible for us to record books with a connection to our Commonwealth. To thank them, KTBL hosted a volunteer appreciation luncheon on June 3. The keynote speaker was author, poet, activist, and current Kentucky Poet Laureate, George Ella Lyon. Volunteers enjoyed listening to Ms. Lyon read from her poems and perform a song accompanying herself on the washboard. They had the chance to see and talk with one another over a meal and were treated to some short videos about the NLS service. Ms. Lyon also recorded the introduction and title poem from her book, Where I'm From. Currently, there are 33 volunteers working in the KTBL studios. Most have been generously donating their time for years, and even decades. Our newest volunteer started about six months ago, while our most experienced has been with us since our recording program began in the late 1970s. Some volunteers are narrators, you might have heard, and some are monitors who work with the narrators during recording sessions by operating recording software and performing quality control. Other volunteers are proofreaders who listen to recordings to find any mistakes or background noises that need to be fixed before the books are distributed by mail or download. So far this year, they have contributed 714 hours and completed 18 new books. Over the years, volunteers have helped produce over 1,800 books that would otherwise not be accessible to talking book users, and their work is very much appreciated. Visit this website to hear a sampling of our Kentucky narrators. The website is https colon slash slash soundcloud s-o-u-n-d-c-l-o-u-d dot com slash k-y talking book library slash k-t-b-l dash narrator n-a-r-r-a-t-o-r dash montage m-o-n-t-a-g-e one cartridge multiple books some of you may have received talking book cartridges with more than one book on them. These are not multiple titles that were originally recorded together as one book, but several books we have downloaded just for you by special request. If you request a digital book that we do not have in our library collection, we will order it for you by interlibrary loan. If you request more than one book that we do not have, we will download the books from Bard and put them all on what we call a temporary cartridge. For those of you who can see color, these temporary book cartridges are light peach and come in a translucent white container. The books on temporary cartridges will not automatically play one after another. You must use your talking book player's bookshelf feature. When you insert the cartridge in your player, the first book to start playing will be instructions for using the bookshelf. If you need assistance with this feature, you can call us to walk you through it. Because you will take longer to read multiple books, the 
loan period for temporary book cartridges is two months. We have a limited number of them, so please read and return them as soon as possible. At this point, we are only doing this by request on a small scale. However, in the next few years, the NLS and Talking Book Libraries will begin to transition from our current method to a duplication-on-demand system. This means that instead of keeping copies of every book here in our library and mailing them one at a time, we will download them from BARD and put all the books we send to you that day on one cartridge. This will solve the problem many libraries have with space issues and make our daily check-in and check-out procedures more efficient. If you have questions about these cartridges, please call the Kentucky Talking Book Library at 800-372-2968. A couple of years ago, the American Printing House for the Blind introduced Nearby Explorer, a GPS app for Androids. It contained all kinds of great information, but much to the consternation of iOS users, it was only available for Androids and not for the iPhone. Within the next week or so, APH will offer a new version of Nearby Explorer for the iPhone, and it'll be in the App Store. Rob Meredith, the lead programmer working on Nearby Explorer, stopped by Roundabout this past Friday to demo all of its neat features and answer our questions. We're bringing you Rob's excellent presentation in its entirety on page 2. And on page 3 is a brief Soundprints calendar. Page two. If I could have your all's attention, please. We are, at least I'm excited that Rob Meredith, he's a programmer at the American Printing House for the Blind, is here to talk about the Nearby Explorer app. It's a GPS app, and there's been a version that's been out for a while for the Android, and now iOS is going to get on board. So uh, he's here to tell us all about it. Welcome, Rob. So what is Nearby Explorer? Well, it's an app that runs on your either Android or iOS device that um, helps you navigate. It uh, tells you what's around. It tells you about the streets that are coming up. It tells you about the street you're on. It tells you um, what places are in the vicinity. You can... Um, save some of these places as favorites if you want to keep track of them and know your distance from them as you move around the, the world or the city. It um, has transit schedules so you can see when the next bus is. Um, it tells you as you walk past the bus stop what time the next bus is and what which bus it is and the direction it's headed. And, um, and more. So I'm going to uh, run through the main features of the application by just moving through the main screen and let everybody hear it. And then if anybody has any questions, just let us know and we'll, we'll get those answered for you. Open camera, but unlock, but unlock. Nearby Explorer, double tap. Nearby Blue Explorer. Fred Ford Avenue, 20 yards northeast. South State Street, 30 yards southeast. Near Sweet Surrender Dessert Cafe Bakery, 70 yards northwest. Near Affordable Energy, the SAC. The Off Seasons Assurance Plan, 60 yards northeast. 
5.27 p.m. South eastbound 15 Market Street, Lagrange Road via Central State 60 yards northeast. Near United Crescent Hill, Ministry 20 yards south. South State Street. Okay, so it has finally positioned us on South State Street. The last place it told us is where we are, which is great. It, um, when you start it up, it, it speaks a bunch of places in the area and then settles on the most, the closest one. Now, I'll, I'll just quickly run through the items on the main screen so you have some idea of the kind of things you can control and what you can expect and how you can tame it down if it, if it gives you too much information. First item is the country, and we all, of course, know what country we're in, so you don't generally want to check that, but you can if you'd like. Um, we support uh, the U.S. and Canada right now. So there's your state. And as you, if you turn these on, when the state changes, you'll be notified. So if you're riding in a car and you cross into Indiana, it'll just speak Indiana. County Jefferson County, switch button off. Okay, there's a county. What's that? Yes. It, um, any of these items that are checked or turned on, anytime their information changes, it's automatically spoken through the self-voicing. And if you don't want to know about those kind of things, you just turn them off so you can, you can know as much or as little as, as you desire. Zip code 40,206. Switch button off. Okay, zip code. Switch button off. Okay, there's the heading option. And that tells us your compass direction that you're actually moving. Since we're not moving right now, it doesn't have anything in that field. But um, if we walked out of here and headed towards Frankfurt Avenue, it would tell us that we were headed northeast. Street number 160, switch button off. There's your street Double number. Toggle setting. Street main south street, 20 yards east, switch button on. There's your street. Approaching, switch button on. Okay, approaching. That's the name of the intersection that's coming up as you're moving. And it'll tell you, like if you're approaching, in the, in the case of State Street, it would tell you um, South State Street on the left, North State Street on the right, if you're coming from, say, KSB, for example. Guidance, switch button on. The guidance option is turn-by-turn uh, -turn directions. So you can set a place <clears throat> as a destination and it'll tell you, you know, come out of here and take a right on Frankfurt Avenue and, and, and take a left on Haldeman Avenue, for example. That's, that's where that information is kept and you can... Oh, Bill wanted to know if it will, if he's, for example, trying to locate guest room records, how much detail will it give in the process of navigating you between, or to guest room records between um, Pope Street and, and State Street. Um, it will... There are two different options. The guidance option tells you basically that it's on the right if you're coming up from Pope Street. It'll tell you how far it is and it'll ring a bell when you get there, but GPS is not a precise thing. GPS is great for getting near a place. It's not so great for finding a uh, trash can or a telephone pole. So you'll use the nearby option to to know if it's guest room records or near. It, it'll get you close enough that if you know, you'll know you're on the right block and in the right section of that block, basically. It's about uh, generally f uh, 30 feet, and uh, under good conditions, about 15 feet of accuracy. So it'll, it'll get you pretty close. 
So that's the guidance option, and then here we have the nearby United Crescent Hill Ministry switch button on. That's the nearby option. Nearby position 10 yards south, switch button on. And that's the location of the nearest position relative to you. So 10 yards south is pretty good, considering we're sitting inside the building right now. Launch, switch button off. Okay, the watch, the watch item is a item that you can assign any place or address to and watch that anytime. So it's, as opposed to the nearby place, which shows you what place is nearest, the watch can be just one item and you can watch it all the way across the country. So you could actually mark this building and fly in a plane and know how far you are from this building at any time, for example. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the watch when we get into GeoBeam, too. Speed. Switch button off. All right, that's the speed you're moving. That's great in the car. You can use it if you want to jog, I guess, or try to do some power walking. Altitude. Switch button off. That's the altitude. Accuracy. Switch button off. The GPS, the GPS accuracy in uh, yards. Vertical accuracy. Switch button off. And that's the vertical accuracy, which um, is, a, is another type of GPS accuracy that you could use to tell, if you know your accurate, what your vertical accuracy usually is, you can kind of tell what floor of a building you're on, for example, assuming you can get, you can get a GPS signal inside the building. So those are the main screen options that you can turn on and off to get as little or as much information as you wish. Um, let's talk a little bit about GeoBeam and Compass Mode. 520 I'm going to take the phone and I'm going to hold it with the um, I'm going to rotate it so that it's uh, long ways, so that I'm holding it as if I'm taking a, um, a landscape-style picture. And, and you'll, you'll notice it makes a little sound at first. Willis climb commercial sales 250 yards southeast. And when the phone's in this position, you can point the camera end of the phone and know the place the places around. So here we go, let's see. North End Cafe 290 yards northwest. Straight line tutoring 160 yards northwest. Rob, you said if, you, if you're looking for a house, for example, then you, if you want to find that house, you would mark that address as a favorite. So, but you don't actually have to go to that place to mark it as a favorite, right? You would just enter it and you could mark that as a favorite? You can do it either way. Um, it's in a lot of instances maybe better because if, if you, it's maybe better if you actually go to the place. So marking your own house would be a good first option. Um, the reason is when you do an address search, depending on the accuracy of the maps that you're using, it, you know, the address numbers could be off a little bit. Um, the addresses with the onboard maps that we use are actually estimates, so they're generally within, you know, three or four numbers. So 
they may or may not be precise. There's another option, an onboard option to use Apple Maps for addresses that gives more accurate street numbers. But um, in any case, that you can you can move favorites too slightly if they're off by a little bit and tune them and stuff like that. Okay, so for businesses, you have the, uh, you have a similar problem with all GPS technology where it depends on you know the individual that marked the business and how they chose to mark it. Did they mark the door? Did they mark the parking spot in the street out in front of the door? Did they mark uh, the side door? So you really need to, to experiment a little bit with you know, your first couple times to a business to figure out how it's marked. And if you're unhappy with the way it's marked, you can mark it your own way. So back on GeoBeam a little bit, the, the, the beep that we heard. So the, the beep tells you the distance of the place relative to other places. So the lower the tone, the further the place is. And the higher the tone, the closer the place is. And the phone also vibrates when you point to a place to, to tell you that you're focused on that place. That's, that's GeoBeam. If you hold the phone flat with the screen up and point the end of it around, you find you get just one place. 5.27 p.m. southeast on 15 Market Street, Lagrange Road by a central state 80 yards northeast. And when, in this mode, you get the closest place, which happens to be, to be that bus stop out there. Um, that's the, a way to track the, if you're trying to find the closest place, you can hold the phone flat and zoom in. 5.27 p.m. Southeast. Zoom in just on that place. Um, if you set a watch, as we discussed the watch a little bit earlier, then when you hold the phone flat, you're pointing at that watch no matter where you are in the world. So you can, you can know where that is. If you have set a destination for turn-by-turn -turn directions, then the flat position indicates that place as the in, in that mode. So you can point at it just by holding the phone flat and, and turning it around. I'm going to show you compass mode now. Let's see here. Okay. Oh yeah, it knows. It knows it, if the time changes, it'll update that location. So the so Carla pointed out that the, that the bus changed. And that's because the, the bus that we last saw has gone by, hopefully. And um, now it's time to consider the next bus as the next, as the, the next bus that's coming through the stop. <clears throat> so compass mode, we hold the phone up vertically. And we hear that Heading sound. South. Heading south, Arlington Avenue, and Nome, I-64 West. Payne Street, I-64 East, Arlington Avenue, and North, Arc South So what this does, this lets you point the phone and know, first of all, the direction you're actually pointing the phone so you can orient yourself, and secondly, 
it tells you the streets that intersect a line in the direction that you're pointing the phone. So you can find out what intersections are around just by pointing the phone. Not actually intersections, but actually actual roads that are in that direction. So I'll try holding it up to my left here. Heading south, heading east and north, Crystal Creek Road, Hallman Avenue, Reese Place, Waverly Court, South Miller Avenue, Brantford Avenue, New Main Street. Yeah, so it shows you it's a half a mile. So it gives you half a mile of information for intersecting streets. Yeah. So that's compass. That's compass mode. Um, down at the bottom of the screen, we have um, some buttons and some tabs away from the main items that we discussed earlier, and the buttons are streets, search, favorites, and transit. I'm going to show you the transit item just so you get some idea how that works. Help, tap transit, button, transit, transit authority, Frankfort, Estate Southeast, bound 80 yards, northeast next vehicle, 546 p.m. So it gives you a list of the stops in your immediate area. Transit Authority, River City, heading. It tells you what transit system you're using, first of all. Frankfort, Estate Southeast, bound 80 yards, northeast next vehicle, 5.46 p.m. Frankfort, Estate Northwest, bound 110 yards, northeast next vehicle, 5.41 p.m. Frankfort, at Pope East, bound 120 yards, northwest next vehicle, 5.46 p.m. Actions available. Okay, so these are the, the stops. Let's pick a stop, and I'm, I'm going to choose this stop right out here. Frankfort, Estate Southeast, bound 80 yards, northeast next vehicle, 5.46 p.m. Frankfort routes, backup selected, 5.46 p.m., 1-5 Market Street Channel with by Veterans Hospital. So it shows you the next bus at that stop by default, and it focuses that, but it actually has a list of all the buses that go through that stop on, a, on the current day. So the, the title of this is Routes. Five routes, heading, next day, button. And you can also change days if you want to see like what the bus schedule looks like on a Saturday, for example. Next day, button, Frankfort, Estate Southeast, bound, Friday. So it tells you the day we're on. 5.30 a.m., 1-5 Market Street Veterans Hospital. So the first bus that comes through here in the morning is that one, the 5.30 a.m. to the Veterans Hospital. 5.32 a.m., 3-1 Shelby Road, Middletown East Point. 5.50 So you can see the whole schedule for the whole day and decide when you can take your trip. And you can do your normal iPhone scrolling gestures to move through the list. Rows 8 to 15 of 52. Rows 15 to 23 of 50 to 10, 52 a.m. through one Shelby the Road, Middletown. Rows 23 to 30 of 52. So let's see when the last bus that leaves this stop is today. Road, road, rows 45 to 9, 11.05 p.m. Opposite direction, 11.05 p.m. 1-5 Market Street Veterans Hospital. Okay, that's the last opportunity one would have to leave this corner. And you have also... Yes? Okay, let's do that. Orientation lock, never stay, button, never stay. Frankfort, Estate Southeast bound, Saturday, 6.05 a.m., 1-5 Market Street, Milgrand Road, by Central State. No, apparently not. And, um, 
right? I think the crossover is like 4 a.m. <clears throat> and then at the bottom, we have a opposite direction button. Opposite direction. So if you picked um, this stop and you don't want to hit back and go pick another one, you can just hit opposite direction to see the buses going the other way. Opposite direction selected 6, 18 a.m., 1, 5 Market Street, Shiny Park. So there's the Shiny Park bus, and then you can tell by the title. Roots, hey, next day, the previous day, next Frankfort, at State Northwestbound, Saturday. So now we're looking at Northwestbound on Saturday. And you can get more detail also. Selected, 6, 18 a.m., 1, 5 Market Street, Shiny Park. So if we pick the bus, 8-12-8-selected, 6-18-8-15-Johnny-Selected, 6-18-A-M-Saturday. It'll just show all the times for this particular bus. 7-13-A-M-Saturday, 9-12-A-M-Saturday, 11-12-A-M-Saturday. And if you pick a time... 10 foot stops on Johnny-Selected, 11-12-A-M-Frankfort-Estate. You can see all the stops that the bus touches on its route. 11, 13 a.m. Frankfort at Pope. 11, 14 a.m. Frankfort at Melwood. 11, 14 a.m. Frankfort at Surrey. So you can get as much or as, or as little detail as you need to... Um, just every t every, we're lucky in our city that we have um, a really good transit schedule available for Nearby Explorer, and it, it shows every stop with every time. It doesn't, doesn't have to be Melwood or Clifton or any of that. So what happens if a transit company changes a schedule? And that's going to happen here next week, I believe. August 21. Um, well, to the user, it's transparent, but um, a lot of things happen. Um, these maps don't magically come from like Google Transit. We, they actually, were, they were created by Google. The technology was created by Google, but we have to actually um, convert the map into a format that we can use. So we have a person that um, on a weekly basis tries to update, goes through the maps that have expired and tries to update them. And once that happens, when you pick transit on your phone, it automatically updates the map seamlessly in the background and so it keeps it current. If for some reason the map has expired, it'll tell you so when you open transit. I have a question. Okay. Um, okay, so on August 21, the 31 Middletown is going to change. Will you have to go, will you as a programmer have to go in and change that map or will it automatically change? That will automatically change. Um, once we do our magic at APH to update, to take the transit map from uh, TARC, and put it into Nearby Explorer, it'll update on your phone and it'll, it'll automatically change. I have a question. Okay. Is it
good. Here's um, one question, um, if you go to a state in a city, um, like a large city, say from like St. Louis or or anywhere that has a train, will it also give you the, the train times too and also the way the train goes and where it stops at? Paper mail. Yeah. All right, the letter just arrived. Um, the answer is, it depends. Um, every city is handled differently, and some companies combine their train and bus. Some don't. Not we can't get all data for all cities. Um, we have a list, a, a nearby um, email list where people request cities if they need them. But in short, it's possible. Um, sometimes they are combined, and sometimes we have just two different schedules that you can pick from the transit option. <clears throat> if it sees that you're in a city that has more than one schedule, you can pick, there's a button at the bottom that says alternate transit system, so you can switch to trains, for example, if that happens. So that's, that's transit, basically. Um, 15 Johnny Park. I'm going to go back. 15 Johnny, 15 Johnny Blues. Back button. 55%. Back button. Through. Back button. Through. Previous A. Button. Through. Heading. Back button. Back button. Transit Authority of River City. Back button. Back button. Nearby Explorer. City Rebel. Switch button. On. Okay, now we're back at the main screen. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, virtual navigation. Um, you can go anywhere in the U.S. and Canada if you can find the address to the place and, and, and pick it. You can actually make nearby Explorer think you're there rather than here. And then a bunch of neat things happen because then GeoBeam tells you about the places at that place rather than here. And Compass Mode tells you about the streets that intersect that location. And searches um, search tell you about places there. And you can walk. Um, walk the streets a little bit and get some idea the shape of the things. Um, I think a neat example might be, um, I didn't rehearse this, but we're going to try to navigate a very simple distance. We're going to navigate to KSB from here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, what I do, what I do in the morning is because there's an alarm when you get to the place that you've selected as a destination, I have KSB set as a destination every morning, and then I know when to pull the bell on the bus. So what we'll do is we'll pick KSB, and we'll navigate to it, and we'll hear the bell when we get there, and we'll see what happens as we navigate there. Recent Okay, there's KSB. There's, you just learned a little bit more about me than I might have preferred, but there's all the places I've been raised recently. Um, <laughs> Using driving mode, the destination will be on the left. Proceed north on South State Street. Okay, so that's the first instruction. 
I'm going to turn on virtual navigation now so we can do this. Guidance is more than South Station. Switch button on. Get directions. Enable virtual navigation. Enable virtual navigation. Search. Okay, now I have, along with the main screen items, I have now a keypad at the bottom. And I can <clears throat> go north, south, east, or west, and I can, yeah, those are the main things I can do. North button. Enable 30 yards west. A known 20 yards west. Near Sweet Surrender Dessert Cafe Bakery, 50 yards at 11 o'clock. So we just got closer to Sweet Surrender. Frankfurt Avenue. There you go. <laughs> okay, we just touched Frankfurt Avenue. So I'm going to take a right. Please, button. Be moving. In 80 yards, turn right on Pope Street. Wow, okay, it does not... North State Street, left side, 20 yards. It doesn't really... Affordable energy. A sad... The All Seasons Assurance Plan, 10 yards at 3 o'clock. In 10 yards, turn left on Frankfurt Avenue. Stop destination on Frankfurt Avenue will be in 140 yards on the left. Okay, near Bar so Library, 6 yards ahead. Okay, so it's telling us what we're near, and it tells us that we're relatively close. Stoll Avenue, right side, 50 yards. There's our notification for Stoll Avenue. Bar Library, 30 yards at 7 o'clock. Destination on Frankfurt Avenue will be in 80 yards on the left. 5.47 p.m. Eastbound 15 Market Street, Chennai, by a Veterans Hospital, 30 yards at 1 o'clock. So that's the bus stop in front of KSB. Destination on Frankfurt Avenue will right. be in 40 yards on the left. Goldman Avenue ahead 140 yards. That tells us that we just passed through Stoll and we're now approaching Haldeman Avenue as the next intersection. 6 p.m. westbound 15 Market Street, Shawnee Park by a Veterans Hospital 10 yards ahead. There's the westbound stop. 6 KSP 2 is on the left. There's KSP on the left. And it, that's the sound I use to, um, to know when to pull the bell on the bus. Three questions. How would we... Would you want to take the mic to her or bring her to me? Or? No, I'm going to take it. Okay. I don't know if I can remember three questions, though. I'll try. Ten yards or something. Oh, it's this kind of mic. Oh, dear. Um, the first one is, how did you walk each ten yards? Did you, like, do a dot three chord? Or... Oh, no, it's not a keyboard. I'm sorry. I'm using the to the apex. Did you just swipe across, or how did you make? How did you do the walk thing? And this, the other two questions are not related to right now. But when will the app be out, and how much does it cost? Okay, the question was, when is dinner? Um, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, <laughs> okay, in navigation mode, there's there's a keypad that pops up at the bottom of the... I'm, I only have here an iPhone. I don't have a Braille display connected tonight. Um, so there's a navigation pad that pops up at the bottom, and I just use the, the north, south, east, west... North, button, west, button, east, button, south, button. ...to move. Double tap and to move repeatedly. Yeah, and you can also hold them. Like if we wanted to go more east. Keys, button. Double tap and hold to move repeatedly. And none. Each of those beeps. Your design 70 yards at 1 o'clock. Each of those beeps is a 20-yard jump. 
and, and every time I press the button, it's actually 20 yards. There's a rounding to make the numbers sound more desirable, so it may seem in some cases, depending on the curve of the street, that it's 10, but it actually moves by 20 yards at a time. The app is going to be $79.99, and we hope to have it available in the next week. Yes. Yeah, it's 99 on the Android side. We have um, decided as well to change the price on the Android version, so it's all, now also 79.99 for those that might be interested. Um. Okay. Uh, do you have, first of all, do you have to have your um, data turned on in order to use that? I know on the Android you can either turn the data on or leave it off, and uh, that's one of the neat things about it. And um, also, I like the idea that uh, I've seen some of uh, the GPS apps uh, measuring meters and things like that, and I like the idea that you're either in miles or feet, yards, you know, it's something that personally I relate to better. Let's talk about data and maps. Um, the answer is you don't have to have your data turned on, if you wish. Now, what will happen, though, is that the nearby places will be very static. Every time you walk down the sidewalk, it'll be the same because the onboard maps don't change as often, they don't have as many places in them as the online connections do. With that aside, you can be in a remote area that doesn't have um, cell coverage and still use Nearby Explorer to know about uh, approaching intersections, um, street numbers, um, onboard places of interest, and, and so it's very functional without a data connection. Um, What's your second question, Bill? Sorry. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about, I was gonna talk about that too. So there's your option there. Um, for the Canadian folks that buy the app, they can switch to meters if they wish. I'm not one of those people. I prefer yards. <clears throat> If you prefer feet, some people prefer feet, you can switch to feet, and we'll, we'll do that just for fun now. That reminds me, generally, when one uses Nearby Explorer, you lock the phone and put it in your pocket. Um, it's not really, I mean, you can use it with the phone unlocked, but there's a lot of trouble with that. You're trying to navigate. You're trying not to bump your phone if it's unlocked. So we usually tell people just to lock the phone and listen to the announcements, and then if they need to change something, you would unlock it. This item allows um, Nearby Explorer to use GeoBeam in compass mode when the phone's locked. Normally, you wouldn't want to do that because if you switch to another application, those features would still work. But if you want it to be that way, you can set it that way here. There's your typical dialogue to change speech options like speed and pitch. You can select an address provider. We have onboard and we have uh, Apple Maps right now. We have three search providers on here. Um, the search providers are the 
that, that's where the information about the nearby places come from. We have um, Google Places, which is the default, and then we have Foursquare, and we have the onboard maps. So if you prefer Foursquare for whatever reason, you can switch to that and use that for your places. And then, then down to here we have route settings that controls things like, let's see. Route settings, pedestrian mode, switch button off. Pedestrian mode, so if you're going to walk, you'd want to check that. It's, uh, the routing would be different. It won't take you on highways. It'll, it won't respect one-way streets, those kinds of things. Route optimization, fastest button. And you can change how the route is um, optimized. For example, you might want to use main roads rather than uh, fastest time or shortest distance. Use highways, switch button on. Use unpaid roads, switch button on. Use toll roads, switch button on. Use ferries, switch button on. Use ferries, switch nearby explorer. So those are the route settings. Route settings, three to five, nearby explorer, nearby explorer, heading. Adjust speech button. So those are, the, those are the settings that we have in here so far. And also we have the help option. Selected, settings, tab, maps, help, tab, help, tab, 44. Nearby Explorer for iOS Users Guide, heading level one. And that just brings up the manual, and it, it's a regular HTML document, so you can navigate it by headings or however you prefer. Copyright 2016. Um, we also have um, the the touchable map on here. I'm going to show you that real briefly. Map, tab, two of the four. The silver dollar. Okay, so this is the map that you would get if you opened up Apple Maps, for example. Use the rotor to access points of interest. Coral A, north-south. The silver dollar. James Road, north-south. Kenilworth Road, northeast to southwest. Dresher Bridge northeast to southwest. And if I, Court, if I, apartments 240 feet west. So what just happened there is I scrolled the map and it took me over to Idlewild Drive, or Idlewild Court actually. So it, nearby Explorer follows where you move on the on the um, map, on the touchable map. North Ewing Avenue 270 feet west. 6.11 p.m. southbound 15 Market Street, Shawnee Park 270 feet west. Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, and then we can switch back to the main screen. Home tab one of four selected. Home tab one of four. So now on the approaching switch button off. Street name or doing Avenue two hundred seventy feet west. Street number one hundred twenty nine. Switch button off. So that's where it thinks we are now. So since we're over on Ewing Avenue. Nearby we can nearby use GeoBeam Geo and, and see what's around there. Peterson and Archel Hetty and Son, Society International Crescent That was inspiring. <laughs> 2,406 Laundering Road, 630 feet south. Walgreens, 750 feet south. <laughs> At the Italian Table, 660 feet southwest. And you'll notice now, since we're using feet, the numbers are much larger. But um, you, can, you can set that however you wish, too. And then what happened, if you want to go back to where you are, so we, we can just hit resume, and it'll snap us right back to where we are. Near affordable energy, assess the all-seasons assurance plan 300 feet northeast. 
So now, now it just turned the GPS back on, and we're back to where we to here. Approaching switch route treatment unknown. Switch route unknown. It has us on unknown. It probably hasn't actually um, acquired enough of a signal to put us on. There we go. There we go. Near Hilltop Tavern Restaurant, 210 feet northwest. Near Sweet Surrender Dessert Cafe Bakery, 240 feet northwest. It keeps going there. So 6 p.m. Southeast, Market Street, Lodge Pause. Yeah, there you go. Okay. That's mic over. One of them, I think you uh, answered by, I was wondering if you had to have your phone out of your pocket and you said to put it in your pocket, so that answered that question. Um, does, did you, was it reading the actual bus stops? Um, and how often do the maps uh, get updated? I know these businesses change around here like crazy, so it's hard to keep up uh, with, you know, the current businesses, what moves in and out of, you know, Places and is it easy to mark something like a place? I, I forgot to finish my discussion on data and maps. Let's talk about maps. <clears throat> so we have an onboard map set that is um, on. It's four gigabytes in size. So you need a pretty good size iPhone to um, to use Nearby Explorer. Um, if you have a 16 gig iPhone, it's probably going to be a little tight unless that's really mainly what you use. But if you have 32 or more, it should be fine. Um, and that, the maps get downloaded when you first install the app. <clears throat> um, Debbie asked about places. Well, because we're using online, if you, if you choose to use data, which is the, the default condition, um, then Google and or Foursquare actually update those places and you never have to worry about maps. So they're, they're dynamic and they change, they could change potentially every day. They're, those are usually done by users that um, enter these places into the maps as places come and go. Um, we don't have a schedule yet for the onboard map updates, but the onboard maps right now are pretty current as these things go. I believe they're from the last quarter of last year. So they're only, you know, eight months old roughly. And for streets and... Um, for the kind of things the onboard maps are generally used for, six months really isn't bad. But it is, it is possible to push out a uh, map update if we, if we did get new maps. And uh, it, would, it would just come to your phone. It would ask if you want to install them, basically. <clears throat> did you have another question in there? I can't recall. Oh, how easy is it to mark a place? It's very easy. Let's try it. Um, we have... Because there's so many features in nearby, we have decided to use a context menu structure rather than um, any any other way. What we did is each of these items on the main screen you might have noticed. Approaching switch button on. Double tap to toggle setting. Actions available. It says actions available, so I can show menu. Swipe down and it says show menu. Save location as favored. So there, that's how you would do it. If you wanted to save the current location. You would open up the, the context menu for any of these main screen items, and it would show you um, that save location as favorite option. And I'll, I'll show you some of the other things you can do in, the, in this menu while we're here. Set location as watch. Enable virtual navigation. 
close. Okay, so let's try the save location as favorite. The mid six nearby stock save location as favorite. Alert, text field is editing, character mode, 166 South State Street, 166S selected, save location as favorite. So it gives you the, the current address as the default, but you can type anything you want in here. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double tap and speak where I, what I'd like to set. United Crescent Hill Ministries. I accidentally turned speech off. Speech on. Covered. Covered. Save location as favored. Text field is editing. Character mode. New. Space. Got. Space. Two. Crescent Hill Ministries. Insertion point at end. Well, it didn't get it quite right, but just for fun, Go. I'm going to save that. Nearby explorer. Street number 166. Switch button. Off. Okay, so now when we go to favorites, we'll see that as the first thing because it, it sorts your favorites by the distance of the places closest to you. Museum 480 And it remembers, it stores the address of the place that you marked in here for you just as a reference in case you needed to know that. Um, that's the, that's really the the way, now another way you can create, a, you don't create other favorites, but you can save places as favorites. For example, let's try, let's try search. Search, search 900 feet, nearby explore affordable energy, ASAP, long season insurance plan 210 feet, northeast 150, And what I'm going to do, the, there's, a, there's a concept of a search radius, and right now we're just showing 900 feet in this vicinity, but if we set the radius larger, you get different search results. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set the radius to... 900 feet, set radius, button, set radius, 1,500 feet, So let's set the radius to 5 miles and see places that are more prominent on, on a larger scale. Selected. Residence in Louisville downtown, lodging 1.6 miles west, 333 East Market Street, Louisville. Lamar Louisville North, lodging 1.8 miles northeast, 1041 Zone Avenue, Louisville. Hampton and Louisville downtown, lodging 1.9 miles west, 101 East Jefferson Street, Louisville. Okay, let's mark, let's mark that one. Hampton and Louisville downtown, lodging 1.9 So if I, if I pick that, Hampton and Louisville save to favorites. You can save that as a favorite from the search, and then it'll be in your favorites, and you can, yeah, very easy. Um, there's other things you can do. Get directions. You can get directions to it. Set as destination. <coughs> Set as watch. Go to. Close. If we pick go to, it'll take us there virtually, so we'll be right in front of the hotel. Oh if we pick get directions, which I'm going to do now. Set as destination. Get directions. Get directions. Search. Trip distance is 2.5 miles. Trip time is 3 minutes. So that gives you the directions to the hotel. What about if you um, if you share apps in in a family? Um, you know, sometimes you can do that with different devices. Um, and if you have a family plan, you can share apps. Can you do that with this? So the two of us could have one shared app, or do we have to buy it twice for the same family share? Uh, this must be stump the presenter hour. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I will. I will. I will try to fund that out. Any other questions?
Okay, great. No problem. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free-of-charge Louis database. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louis. New extended searching now available with free Louis Plus. Visit soon. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's Minibook Braille Binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the Minibook slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page 3, The Sound Prince Calendar. The next GLCB roundabout will be on August 19, and the schedule will be a bit different. We'll be going to the APH Museum. You should arrive between 3 and 3.30 p.m. at 1839 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. We will see a variety of items there, and we'll be returning to United Crescent Hill Ministries at 5 p.m. Our education and technology time will be from 5 to 6, dinner from 6 to 7, $5 per person, and games and crafts from 7 to 10. We need to know that you're planning to attend the APH Museum, so please give us a phone call at 502-895-4598. On August 21, the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Board will hold its first meeting of the new year. It'll be at 8 p.m., and the conference call number is 605 Four seven five six zero zero six, and the code is two nine four 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 four. On August twenty two, the Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will have its next membership conference call at seven p.m. Eastern Time. The call-in number is six zero five four seven five six zero zero six, and the code is two nine four 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 four. On August 24, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind invites everyone to their peer support group meeting from 12 to 2 p.m. at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. Registration is required. The phone number is 859-259-1834. And on August 26, the GLCB Roundabout will include the following activities. Braille and genealogy at 330 iPhone tips and training will begin at 4, discussion time from 5 to 6, dinner from 6 to 7, $5 per person, and music and games and cards from 7 to 10. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On August 28, ACB Families will hold its next conference call meeting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. For information on the dial-in number, please call 502-895-4598. You're invited to participate in the next ACB Lions Conference call on September 1 at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. The dial-in number is 712-432-3900 and the code is 796096. Other highlights for September include the Greater Louisville Council Roundabouts on the 2nd, 9th, 23rd, and 30th. 
On the 16th, the roundabout will include the GLCB quarterly meeting. The Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold their September meeting at 7 p.m. Eastern, 605-475-4700. The code is 155-619. On September 11, KCB Next Generation will have their conference call for the month at 8 p.m. Eastern. The dial-in number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. And on September 13, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have their meeting in Owensboro from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue. For more information on that meeting, call Rick Boggess at 270-684-4418. On September 24, the American Printing House for the Blind will present History of Talking Books for the Blind from 1030 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at the APH Museum. APH has been recording talking books since the 1930s. Join them as they chat about the highlights of the last 75 years. This activity is free. It's best for older children and adults. Registration is required. Call 502-899-2213 to sign up. And finally, we remind you that the KCB convention is coming up the second weekend in November. Be sure to keep that weekend open on your calendar. We'll be bringing you lots of details in the coming weeks. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.